Wow, listen to that gurgling of the Dabrig. Welcome to episode 214, 214 of the Hot Box Show, coming to you live and unpredictable from the Jazz Farm in Johannesburg, South Africa. And round the table tonight, I think I'll start with Joe, seeing as Dale needs to He's exhale. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be hearing the blowtorch a lot tonight. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be featuring, featuring some really, really um, superb, almost, almost clear 97% THC uh, dabs tonight. So uh, the dab cam, the dab cam is going to be um, extra dank. Extra We're going to be looking yes. at the uh, Hayes Cub case, what's happening with that. Uh, is uh, our president paying any attention or the Justice uh, Department or whoever's pulling the strings at the moment, are they paying any attention to our um, Ponderland farmers? We know that Timon Groeten, our visiting Dutch academic, has been visiting um, Ponderland. I had a wonderful hour-long chat with him today. We know he's been chatting to more people than is actually imaginable. Mm. We met Timon uh, down at the Cape Town Expo, um, a truly insightful young man, and I think that maybe sometimes, particularly when it comes to the plight of the farmers, it's good to have a little bit of an outside perspective. It really is. Yeah. It was a lovely yeah. guy. We spent so, uh, the Monday penguin spotting with him yeah. and Simon's yeah. going hunting. So he's going back to the Netherlands in a week, and I think that he's got um, more interviews to subscribe than he knows, uh, to transcribe <laughs> than he knows what to do. <laughs> to do with. So we've that and we've got a very special um, guest on our show tonight. Lorraine is here from High Holidays, my dear, dear sister-in-law Lorraine, and uh, we're going to be speaking all things cannabis tourism. Because, you know, in Ponderland, speaking of the farmers, the plight of the farmers on top of the plight of the farmers in the flood, uh, is this incredible burning potential for tourism in Ponderland. So, as with everything cannabis, everything kind of comes together. It kind of um, is part of the bigger picture. So we have a, we'll have an interesting chat about weed and, and tourism. Um, don't forget to go and uh, uh, enter in our Insta Your Brand competition. Remember to tag hashtag hotboxshow. That whole thing to be considered to be one of our finalists, to be, um, we'll choose the prize winner at the, at the end of the show. So that you can still go and enter and you will, if, even if you don't make it this week, maybe you'll make it next week. And now Charles has in our little project show management system, sneaked in a little poll. And what we like about the poll tonight is that it's completely random. Yes. It's completely random. It hasn't got anything to do with, with anything. anything. Well, it's actually got to do with <coughs> cannabis. <laughs> but after uh, we, I at least went down to the East Coast Cannabis Cup and sampled all those amazing, amazing uh, different entries, uh, one of the things that we certainly noticed was how the cannabis burns. Mm. And because I had so much of the entry weed left over that I brought home, we've been smoking it for the last two weeks. So we've been looking to see how how our slips, slips uh, burn. And um, so that is our poll. You can go over and vote on Facebook, please. You remember, we can only vote on our poll on Facebook. What do you think? If you put a joint in the ashtray and it burns all the way down, like a ciggy, because, you know, they put the stuff in the ciggies to make it um, uh, actually stop burning, but a lot of the time they burn out. So the reason why it burnt all the way down and you lost your beautifully sculpted spliff the reason why is because it was not rolled properly, okay? Or, number two, the dacha was not cured well. Or, number three, the dacha was too dry, just somewhat burnt away, okay? Or, the dacha was supposed to do that. So, have you been observing your spliffs? <laughs> Head on over to Facebook and um, vote in our poll and we'll have some results, uh, totally random results, I hope, uh, by the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm now, just voting, have you? <laughs> Dan arrived late this afternoon with this little silicone tub of the most gorgeous looking yumsky but rumsky <laughs> dab, <laughs> which they've had tested, and, um, and it comes in at 97% THC. So we all have had a little sample already, but I'm ready for a second one. So let's have a look at what we're talking about on our Dan camp. Right. So. This is a little tub, like Joe said, a little tub of, I mean, middle set of some really 
just want to get the positioning right and not on my dirty hands of this really, really, really wow. clear, very clear, very clear distillate. This is you can see straight through it. Yeah, you can see straight through it. Ninety-seven percent THC. Actually, so what it does when you put it apart, how it doesn't let go. Well, it doesn't let go. Yeah, if you go back here. So it just wants to keep going. Yeah. So this is a really clear um, distillate. It's been obviously made from some cannabis material that was then made into a crude, which is basically made into some dabs, you know, some, let's find some dabs, anything here. It looks black, anything that's got a bit of a black kind of oil that so you, that a lot of people know of. BHO or? Yeah, so you, yeah. Call, uh, you would call that crude. That's crude, essentially a very small amount. It doesn't. It doesn't mean to say just because it's called crude that it's bad. It's, it's like just when they say crude oil, it's the base stage. oil. It's the yes. it's the most basic, Pure full of everything. It's got it's got it's got no purity purity at all. It's just all of it as one. It's the crude, and yes. then from there it goes into a it's unrefined, basically. Run, unrefined, undistilled, and then it goes into a short undistilled. Path. Yes. Yeah. Then it goes into a short path distillation, and then this is what happens: is you then get it distilled out, and you get the fractions yeah. which will come off. And each fraction, obviously, is what we are all looking for, which is going to be THC, CBD, etc., etc. So in this particular sample, it was THCV was 2.3 percent. Wow, that's quite high for THCV. CBC 0.5 percent. Nice. CBD, no CBD is CBD. Sorry, that was below. Uh, Delta 8 THC was okay. 1 percent. And delta 90 is 92.43%. So the purity on it basically is very, very high. <clears throat> and a lot of this is used for, you know, it's the future. It's, it's for clean med medic med medicinal intake and, yeah. I guess, recreational intake. Calculated, well, um, yeah. calculated dosing. Calculated dosing. If you want to get THC specifically straight into your system, you would be vaporizing it or smashing it in your dab rig. 100%. Yeah. It. Eat it. That is active right there. That is mm -hmm. active THC right there. If you eat a bit of that, it will mm -hmm. immediately work. There's mm -hmm. no... Oh, you wouldn't have to wait. You wouldn't have to bypass the liver and for it to break down and for them to be able to be activated. It's, not, it's already okay. active. Because they've already gone through such high mm -hmm. heats, it's now activated this. So this yeah. was done by advice and training by and basically they did it was cannabis cannabis nerds yes check them out they will teach you how to make dabs i mean just like this yeah oh, it really is they call it the crack of cannabis but it's yeah. a it's a, certainly is a, a most fine. beautiful end product very refined very um, very delicious it. looking actually i mean if you it's think like of it the purity sugar. of what is being created here is quite amazing but the fact that there's it's so pure. But, yeah. but if you're somebody who, who loves your fine mm -hmm. taste in weed, it might not necessarily be for you. There's no taste, yeah. You can't even see so it. So there's no, there's no terpenes left in that because it's been distilled and distilled no terpenes. Yeah. But if it's used, being used for like a vape pen application, then the terpenes would be added in. To make it uh, you more know. fluid. Yeah. They so would gonna, generally they would add um, a flavor of terpene into yeah. it because there's no flavor to that. That is remember that is now yes. flavorless. There's zero yes. flavor yeah. um, with that. So yeah, you add terps and get yourself a new whatever flavor. And there you, want. you go. And and if you had to add those terps to that, would mm. they have um, would they change the effect of the dab? Because you know it, it really is. Terps have a big effect Entourage on whether it's yeah. So definitely yes. Okay. I think it definitely would. Yeah. I mean, if you were to put a very pinene or a very micrine terp profile, yeah. it'd be a very different reaction. Sativa indica. Talking about that. <laughs> talking <laughs> about that. Stay tuned because yeah. more about that later. That's what yeah. I was asking about whether the terpenes would would affect that. And you know, terpenes are just extracts and uh, of of the flavonoids. Mm of the plant, so the taste and the smell. And we've actually got some really, really nice terp tea that we're going to um, uh, make. Joe's going to do one of her little shit and lits for next week. Um, so we're, we're trying to bring up the subject of terpenes more and more because they are so very, very, um, very, very important in our consumption of cannabis. And uh, what's not very, very important is this distinction between indica and sativa. But more about that later. Because right here on our right, I have the gorgeous Lorraine Keenan, 
from high holidays and Lorraine has come in today hot off the heels of some tourism in Davos and you know it goes without saying that the tourism industry is, was possibly one of the most hard hit tourism and hospitality by the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. So the South African tourism at least is busy clawing clawing back and I think that it's a great thing that there have been these endeavors. Where, where have you been traveling to? Well, Cape Town was the world travel market, which was absolutely excellent. And then Dendaba has just been in Durban. Okay. So it's, it's, there's a lot of duplication, but uh, it's really interesting to see. Everybody's very positive. There was quite a lot of internationals, good internationals, and new internationals, because I've been at every show for the last couple of years. and. Oh, well, none for the last two years, obviously, but before that. So there's a lot of new players in the market, which is great, new tour, new, new offerings. Um, I've spent the last 10 days putting together some quotes and some uh, contacting people following up. So we'll see. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very positive. Most people are very positive. And, um, yeah, and, of course, we've got a cannabis tour, which... Um, is exciting. The reason that you are here. <laughs> <laughs> a plant that so, survives in Don't you love the yeah. name? Well, that's it. Uh, Lorraine also uh, has a company called Hero Holidays, so I think that it was absolutely logical that she named her cannabis tour company High Holidays. Mm -hmm. And you've also been speaking to people around the around the country as you've been around and garden route and mm, places like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And and everybody's dead keen to get going, but I think uh, you know slowly, slowly we'll start here in Kauteng, yes. the home of the Dhaka couple. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's where it's at. And I, it's also hands-on because it'll be, you know, it's a good pilot to run here and uh, we are going to do that. And, and we were we were chatting the other day because you're thinking of um, targeting the tours at locals too? Yeah, I think it's, it's a mixture of both. When I say locals, out-of-towners, maybe Capetonians yes. coming to Kauteng, if ever they would, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Dhaka will bring them here, you know, because <laughs> nothing else does. Um, but if we do that, then yes. But I think also it's, it's international. There's a lot of people who understand the way South Africa is in the, in the Dhaka market. They're very keen, they're very curious to know what's going on. And, um, and, and you know, it's also knowledge of strength. So they'll come here to have a look and see what we're doing. Mm. Because, you know, we've been working, you guys have been working very hard. So... Hopefully, yeah. you know, the message gets out there as well with tourists. That's the idea. And uh, we'll indoctrinate them when they're here anyway. Um, okay, <laughs> so tell us a bit, so the great Gauteng Dacha tour with the high holidays. What sort of things could people expect to do? How long is the tour? Okay. <coughs> so we've put five days together and um, it's between two destinations, between here in the Jazz Farm and in Zueto at Lebo's Backpackers, which is a great place, and uh, we can then study the, or look after, look around the uh, culture of, of um, cannabis and Dhaka in, in, in Soweto, Soweto, which is a totally yeah. different um, outlook, I think, and I think something that people will enjoy. We're obviously going to add in a bit of tourism as well. I mean, you know, a bit of sightseeing. We're going to, we're going to see Joburg. We're going to see a bit of the cradle. We're going to see... Um, I'm very keen. The cradle is really pumping. Things are good there, yeah. and I want to show that off. And, and the whole time, this whole tour, you're going to be high AF. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, that's why we don't move around too much, because I think it's nice for people to actually chill as well, you know. So yeah. Yeah. we're starting with five days, and then obviously we're going to look at other, other provinces and other partners that we're going to be joining up with, but... For now, that's what we've got. You say other provinces. Do you think a lot of people wanted to see traditional South African cannabis? And unfortunately, that's going to be affected by the floods and stuff that yeah, happened, right? totally, yeah. No, that's, that's a huge thing. And I mean, just coming from Natal, uh, coming from Durban, I mean, people are really, really devastated. I mean, it's been a dreadful time for everybody. Um, so, yes, if we and, and the Eastern Cape, I mean, everybody forgets. Cape, yeah. The Eastern Cape was worse, worse off, Ponderland and whatever. They've suffered badly for the last two years and now on top of this, you know, the floods. So, yeah, they deserve a break. And I think, you know, in time we must, uh, we must look at that as one of the first kickoffs. The wild coast itself is one of the most beautiful parts of this country. And it's just access, you know, to get to it. But um, we've, we've, made, we've got a few plans, a few people are 
looking at it as well. So from a from a yeah. transport point yeah. of view, yeah. Well, one thing that I know that I think I've learned from Lorraine is that the people in the tourism industry really take their networking really seriously. Um, I don't know if anybody follows Simon Strainhunt on Instagram or on, on Facebook, but he's putting <coughs> together a horse tour um, of the Ponderland region along the coast. And it looks mm. You would never get me on a horse, okay, yeah. first of all. But if you're a horsey person, they yeah. say that they have like really amazing, very tame, very well-trained horses. Um, but mm. if that's what floats your boat, I think that would be amazing. And I'm sure that you would find yourself mm. networking with people like yeah, Simon totally. or with Absolutely. people on the, Absolutely. or people up, Myrtle, up you north. Myrtle, you'll walk so with a horse. We'll walk with the horses, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we have one of those, those chair things like they used uh, to no, do in the not. colonial days. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> the we'll two old the ladies. Being, we'll, do the, yeah. <laughs> we'll do the colonial style. I think that might... Yeah, might work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be be yeah. like the colonial fuckwits who created this problem in the in first place. place. <laughs> you know, didn't yeah. they down there in KZN? Uh, and now and now look at the mess. And then uh, tell us um, when it comes to cannabis clubs, how important? Because I've given you quite a bit of information, and mm. we've spoken a lot about clubs and. I know that you have visited a lot of the clubs on our recommendation when you've been traveling around South Africa. How important do you think cannabis clubs are to uh, t cannabis tourism? How can those things be connected? Yeah, definitely. Um, at this stage, it is. I think we've definitely got a few people that are interested that we're, yes. we're working with. Um, I think they also want to see action, first of all. We need to start. It's going to be one of those things that... As it happens, it's going to it's going to improve the product as we go along. So I think that um, definitely the clubs they need to get legal and they need to get that side exactly. of it sorted out. Exactly. Most importantly, I mean. But for now, we'll just sneaky tourists. sneaky take our tourists to the clubs yeah. that we know. So if you've yeah. got a club, because we know that we can't advertise you, which is very very sad. But if you've got a club and you would like to go on Lorraine's uh, tourism itinerary then mm. let us know because yeah. here at Fields of Green for All you can get a hold of us on our website, you can phone Charles on, on our 24 hour hotline and I'm sure he would love to speak about clubs and tourism instead of hearing that you've just been arrested <laughs> <laughs> so the clubs, you know if you imagine yeah, that, that we have a busload of say foreigners, it would be really nice to go on a club hop like Joe and them, uh, Joe and and Dale, you went yeah, on, a, on a on a on a club hop uh, in a shop hop. In a yeah. Yeah. shop hop, yeah. 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 Definitely, that's that was going to be included. Yeah. That was an entire was day, from morning till late afternoon. Seven venues in yeah. one day. Jeez. That's yeah. That's it was cool because you got to see some yeah. retail spaces yeah. and some clubs, yeah. and it was like very different experiences at all of them. And that was just the Pretoria side. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I wasn't even joking. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 No, there are so many places, and 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 in the in the I was with some people today in Kahiso. There's also a, um, a, a shop that we needed to, to visit. Okay. Uh, very interesting. Uh, there's a yeah. there's a tourism society called. Um, but they're really they're on the ball. They've got a lot of projects going and food kitchens yeah. and all sorts. And also they are growing weed and they are talking uh, about. Uh, yeah, uh, they have it, but they yeah. most probably have a club that is already there. It just has been established mm. according to some non-existent rules mm. or yeah. regulations. Um, yeah, no, exactly. So. Yeah. It's, you know, at the moment I feel, I don't know how everybody else feels, but I'm finding it incredibly difficult to be optimistic because on the policy side of things, it's a t too much terrible, terrible, terrible mess. But that's why we decided when Lorraine said, well, she was going to be in the area late afternoon, I said, stay for the show so that we can bring you a little bit of good news and the fact that everybody's excited when Lorraine speaks about our high holidays. Um, we really need to make a very conscious effort to, and I'm speaking for myself, to inject some positivity uh, into, into the cannabis space despite everything else that is going on. Because also in the Fields of Green update tonight is the announcement, um, thanks Cannabis Africa, for, for letting us know that the Hayes Club case is now on the 6th of June confirmed. We had it down for the 22nd of June. So, um, you know, it really is, it's, it's touch and go with the case because uh, the police's answering affidavit is, despite, I mean, we, we wouldn't agree with what 
is said there, but as far as a government answering affidavit is, um, it's a, it's very good. It's very well written, you know, in terms of the in, uh, and. But I know that that the legal teams are working really hard. I know that Neil is feeling upbeat. We do know that he also has recourse to the constitutional court. Should he need to, um, I'm sure that the government might just appeal as well if if um, mm. Neil and his co-plaintiff do, um, uh, yeah, if they do lose. So it might still be a, a long road ahead, but at least they will have their day in court on the 6th of June. And we'll see whether we can um, uh, get a team there for for that day at court. I'm sure Field de Green will have some sort of presence there. Um, so thanks, uh, Cannabis Art, for, for correcting that, that date for us. So we don't know. Are, are clubs going to be uh, in, the, in a grey area? Are they going to be in a limbo forever? We certainly know that the government believe that there's no place for, for cannabis clubs within the Private Purposes Bill. But then today, thank goodness my dear Joe came to my rescue, we finished our submissions for the amendments to the bill, which are due in tomorrow. Filter Green has already sent theirs out, and we'll put out a blog post soon to tell you what we said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're super pleased because yes. it's been a job that's been hanging over our heads because every single time we sit down to write these submissions, we get so angry that we go on a rant. <laughs> but Joe and I managed to get our submissions down to just two pages, so yeah. it's not too much for, for the, the poor uh, committee to read. <laughs> but um, basically, just to remind you, we had to answer mm -hmm. on three major things, the commercialization of cannabis, the special dispensation for the Rastafari, and then they put in some random thing like palliative and medical use or something like that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're not going to tell you exactly what we said because I think we've said it over and over again. Sure but you our, can imagine what we've said. <laughs> our submission <laughs> is certainly in. But now... Um, Policy aside and everything, we've got to backtrack two weeks, is it two weeks? Because on 420, we had an amazing raffle where we raised some money for the cannabis community's Eastern Cape Dacha Farmers Flood Relief. And I'm pleased to announce that Juanita and Nati have... Um, they've raised 12 grand. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that great? 12 well, grand. Cannabis community. Plus two oh, yeah. bucky loads full of um, food, blankets, and uh, things like ropes, uh, floating things to get across the river, all of that type of thing. The two buckies, I think, as far as I know, left yesterday to drive up there. Together with the the petrol was sponsored, which was amazing because we know it's twenty rand a liter. Um, so that's making its way up to the Eastern Cape. It must even be there be there now. I know um, that they couldn't get hold of 4 by 4 so there's going to be another distribution effort to get the stuff from Port St. John's out. But uh, we do believe that our president um, and the, the certainly the KZN and Eastern Cape governments have um, also got a bit of relief, but we'll hear that, we'll hear that about that in, in CBDNN, which is up next, and Dale's got our first story. Yes, Mr. Ramaphosa is in our cannabis news. He and is! This doesn't happen too often. Um, we know that earlier in the week, I think it was Monday, the 9th of May, uh, there was an ANC conference in East London. And at the end of his um, speech at this conference, he spoke about helping um, the smaller community growers um, avoid the commercialization or, or effects of commercialization. Okay. So he wants to make sure that they're not disadvantaged by the, the upcoming industry, let's say. Um, he also then good nod. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good nod. That's of great. Course. He also then, um, we know now that the Eastern Cape has put the entire area that's been affected by the floods, the cannabis farmers, unlicensed farmers as well, part of the funds relief for the mm -hmm. floods that have happened recently. Early last month, was it? Yeah. Unlicensed cannabis farmers are going to be getting flood relief from the government. Yes. Wow, that's awesome. 
I think that's another positive story. That is a that's positive great. story. I that's fantastic. Because they went around to all the farms, you know, helping all yeah. the people. And when they realized that all the farms were basically Gaka yeah. farms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do we do here? Well, I think it would have been political suicide if they said, oh, no, you're only growing Dacha. Yeah. Um, but her, I'm sorry, we yeah. can't help you. I'm in a hurry to get back to my Dacha meeting in Cape Town. Yeah, yeah. What did the yeah. task team find? So, um... Mazizi, spokesperson for the Department of Rural Development and Agrarian Reform, said that the early April floods had hit Joe Garby, Alfredinzor, and Owatambo district municipalities, known as high cannabis producing areas. Okay. They went down to the local Port St. John's local municipality mm -hmm. and they found just, well, it's quite a lot. It's 89 farmers that have been affected Your people gosh. that are adults, children, lot, people that are disabled. Yeah. It was quite a large amount of people just in Port St. John's. Yes, and that's only the coastal, um, more uh, indica, inverted commas, mm. varieties. The, the more, what do we call them, European varieties yeah, that grow yeah. closer to the coast. Yeah. yeah. And in their reports, they say that over 770 hectares of maize and vegetable crops um, were damaged at the values of over 12 million rand. Sure. And, and food. Then, and then cannabis... Um, losses at over 800,000 rand and yeah. then there's the piggery losses which yeah. which are over 200,000 rand and by piggery I mean pig farms not actual police stations, police stations. just yeah. to be clear. Was it cop cars being <laughs> washed down the river? <laughs> but that also leads us to what is happening with the Mpondaland farmers at the moment. Yes. And, it's, and it's so much that's affecting them, not just the, the floods and the weather conditions, but the effects that have happened after the 2018 judgment. Yes. Mm. You know, I don't, think, um, I don't think that one can... I know that the sentiment on the ground in Pondoland is that it's because everybody... Now everybody's growing their own. But we know, and I've heard this from many, many, many different sectors and different people in, with different interests, is that it's the big license producers whose offtake agreement didn't happen. And I say this with all honesty because I believe that it is true because they are flooding our unregulated market with their license frankenweed. Yep. And that market that used to filter up from the rural areas or down from Swaziland or down from Limpopo or across from the Northern Cape has now already been, been kind of flooded. I know, Dan, have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I've heard that story. I've heard Definitely. that story. I've heard of this. There's, there's, there's big yeah. amounts being dumped on our market from yeah. the facilities that just can't get rid of it and they're sitting in millions of debt I'm sure mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. if, if you think about it they, they were they were banking on it because they wouldn't have done the first crop without the kind of like for surety. free yeah surety thank you the surety are being sold or the girl being, being taken from them yeah. and now it's not and but the only yeah. way they can but Sopra allows you to grow even without offtake so this is the thing yeah. so, so it's tested too high it is a problem. Is the problem is that they are actually allowing these people to finish a crop Yes. then be in the position to be sitting there with the option to sell it locally or burn it. That or the, maybe they are building, the, maybe they are growing without the license. Well, and then yeah, they yeah. have the stock that sits. Yes, and then I like, think there's well, all, all of them. I don't have my license just yet, so what do I do? Yeah. yeah. No, check because yeah. you, can, you can grow, you can't grow without... Um, Approval. Something in okay. place. Mm. But you can grow without offtake. You can grow a full greenhouse without yeah. having a, a buyer for it already. Yes. That you can do. Yeah, well, I mean, I that would just be silly, yeah. but yeah. But, but that's our, our rural market doesn't that's have that. That's why they have 8,000 rand a kilo. Yeah. That's, why, that's exactly why they've yeah. got stockpiles of all their weed yeah. sitting with yes. them in the mountains, not yeah, being no, sold. Exactly. Well, I think that it's a bit of good news that the, those particular farmers are yeah. getting um, some relief. Yeah, they're getting some relief, and maybe there's going to be a little bit of cash for school shoes and mm. food and, and, and whatnot. Mm. But I think that while they can provide relief for floods, they can pr provide relief for the disaster mm. that is the cannabis thing. They, they should go and buy that four tons of, according to Timon's research, is about four tons sitting in the Mzumbubu Valley region, mm. which is a very, very big region, um, sitting there unsold. 
Sure. You know, the government could go and buy that for because whatever they were getting. growers no, are flooding the market. They, yeah. they, they don't want to go out their way to educate the, those mm. rural people, the local mm. people about it. The, the, the master plan hasn't even been translated into any of their languages. No. They don't understand exactly. what's going how, on. How can they understand and keep up it. with what is going on in the commercial side? Yeah. Well, I think that that's exactly the fact-finding missions that we need. Mm. You know, That's what I was speaking to, to Timon about today, is that uh, as far as as we're concerned at Fields of Green for All, the solution to it is to, first of all, to establish a, a cannabis co-op so that there's a central place where everybody in for each region, just a little co-op, like they have a milli co-op or whatever. And that's what we call the cannabis hub. And it really is not complicated because it's an nope. existing system in agriculture yeah. already. And wouldn't that be a place to start? Yeah. Because it would, and then the kids could go back to school because parents are pulling kids out of school. They can't pay school fees. They can't feed themselves. This is... Yeah. This is uh, I mean, I don't think life has ever been... Basically. I don't think life has ever been rosy. Uh, in those Ponderland areas, I don't think that the, the you know, the cannabis value chain is quite long. You know, it goes from those valleys, rah, rah, then it goes to the nearest road, and then to the nearest town, and then to the nearest big town, and then to the city, and everybody adds this on. So the the farmer is getting the lowest value, and he already lives in a resource poor area, where some of those areas you can't even grow millets. Yep. Cannabis is the only thing that you can grow. And I think that there's been a hell of a lot of lip service mm. has been paid to the, 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 the rural farmers of South Africa, the traditional growers. There's lots of different ways of, of talking about these people. But um, the lip service time is over. I think that there needs to be some sort of just one small concrete move. Lip service doesn't put food on their table at the No, place. no, it doesn't. And and I must say that yesterday Amy and I had a visit from from somebody who had been um, working in a big grow in the in the Northern Cape and they lost twenty five million Rand. And when I think of just those eighty nine farmers that have been identified in the article that Dale did, imagine that twenty five million Rand that was lost, poof gone out of bad growing employing people who weren't who weren't qualified uh, a really really bad place lack of water in the northern cape near near kimberley um you know dan and tick all the boxes for a failed grow imagine what 25 million rand would have done for those 89 farmers so south africa remains the most unequal country but ponderland remains one of our complete and utter gems as far as the tourism industry is concerned yeah. so as always with our cannabis conversation we go up and we go down but we remain high and are you high on indica or sativa, Dan? Well, that depends. Yeah. That depends. Or they call it indica. Both. Indica or sativa. Sativa. <laughs> so the next story is <clears throat> indica and sativa are dead. The quest for a new cannabis classification system. Mm. So basically the the rhetoric yeah. that we know it as Sativa mm -hmm. and Indica is, mm -hmm. it's not really what you actually think it is. I think yeah. it's more, it will not what I think. So what they're basically saying, and what the research is saying, is that essentially we think that Sativa and Indica are two different types of cannabis plants in the way that they, yes. they are producing different things, where in fact they're not, they're exactly the same, and they've proven it down to a molecular level where they know it is the same plant no matter what. You can't say yes. that is a different type of plant or it gives you a different type of effect because it's a sativa looking yeah. plant or a deeper looking plant. Yeah. It has nothing to do with that at all. Yeah. So what it breaks down to is, and we talked about this previously, is that it's, it's, it's what comes with the plant, the others, okay. the other stuff. Yeah, and the stuff entourage. The entourage. Yeah. Entourage that we talk word. about our mates, our entourage, mm -hmm. all our terpene friends, all those terpenes. Yeah. And all those terpenes are what are basically actually determining whether it's a sativa or an indica effect. So it's an up or, a, you know... Couch lock a couch or a vacuum the house all day type stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. Pave the whole driveway. There we go. <laughs> so we in South Africa, as we know, it's, so our cannabis is mainly sativa. We know our Swazi, all of our land race, land race stuff, locally grown stuff Because is it's sativa. got thin leaves and mm. it's a generally a high altitude plant. Well, you say that because it has they thin say. leaves, it's, you, you obviously assume that it's immediately a sativa. Yeah. The, the leaf 
pattern, the leaf uh, sizing is more than likely attributed to growth. Mm. Is to that it's at a at the altitude we're at and the heat and the uh, humidity allows it not to obviously get too chunky. Yeah. Well, moldy. Think about yeah. it. Mm. Less than leaves, less prone to, to powdery mildew. Kind of Swazi is like almost. Yeah. immune to, yeah. to, to, to powdery mildew. Yeah. But if you grow in Dika in South Africa, in the high humidity, you're screwed. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's more of a growing term it's more than anything. The plant you can look at it's a sativa and it can still give you couch lock. And yes, lock you of course you could. Experience. You could definitely, if it had the right terpene profile. Yeah. Mm. But entourages, all of them, the cannabinoid content. Of course, mixed with the terpenes makes a different yeah. effect. But yeah. if you take, like, for instance, the pinene from sativa, which yes. gives us this very high racy effect, or yeah. you take the micrine from Indica, which makes you very sleepy. Mm-hmm. And all plants, that's where it's from. And all plants have yeah. terpenes. It's not just cannabis. It's, yeah. not it's everything. I mean, it's everywhere around us. So then how do we, because people always, always, you say, oh, what do you want to be like? Is it a sativa? Where do you even start <laughs> to educating people about? They want to start doing a reclassification now. I think it's, you don't, you can't look at it and say, is it Indigo Sativa? You can't. What yeah. is this, what is your terpene profile on this, rather? Yeah, what effect yes. does it have? Yes. I've seen a, like a while back, they were already pushing for the narrow leaf drug variety mm. and the f- uh, thick leaf if drug variety is a better classification on the plants mm. than saying Sativa and Indica because at least now you are pinpointing it and it's less vague it still doesn't you could have no, a, you could have a thick leaf that makes you vacuum the house that's it. well there's a thing so exactly. now we have such exactly. such a variety m- millions maybe millions maybe hundreds of thousands of yeah. different crosses yeah. that we now have that we have sativa yeah. very high levels of sativa in a thick leaf plant because we yeah. bred that yes. way okay. the guys bred it like that well so. i've got the example of that our our strawberry marshmallow that we grew in last season uh, if you read on the Pot Valley website, it says that it's a, you know, it's a heavy body high and all that, and I, it's a, it's a paves the driveway yeah. for me. Yeah. So it's well, also well, a personal thing. Well, there we go. That's the thing. So like, uh, terpenes also affect yeah. people differently. Yeah. yeah. It's the same as uh, essential oils. Mm. They yes. do different things to different people, but they, and it's very strong on what our, how our body reacts. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's very find your smell, and it yeah. generally works that if you like the smell yeah. of the plant, is what you will prefer. So, okay. I hate the smell of Swazi, that pine. I can't stand it. Yeah, and I don't like smoking it, but I love. Yeah, I love this really gassy. Yeah, you know, dirty A California, stuff, you know, like very feel, strong musky, gassy, yeah. musky flavor. I enjoy mm. that. Yeah. That's what I smoke when I breathe. Me, I like the, the, the uh, fruity, more citrusy. Yeah, I'm also more citrusy. I like the things that lemony and which, which orange. Which are generally energetic. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I think so. It zest. Is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Zest it does, for life. It does It's just zest. Yeah. So when you're discussing amongst your friends or what you're going to smoke or maybe you're deciding what you're going to buy off of your club menu or something like that, um, a bear, bear a thought for when you're smoking it, that try and smell the terpenes, taste the terpenes, and then know the effect. And if your if your club or wherever you're getting your good cannabis from has a place where you can put your comments and all of that, then go and do that. Because I think it's important for everybody to start discussing this. Uh, us, you know, we consider ourselves to be cannabis connoisseurs because we consume it all day, every day. So we are experts. And, um, and I like smelling it and then actually the art of observation, observing that thing. You're not just goofed. Okay, actually, let me just sit for a moment and think. Am I feeling like I'm now going to go and weed the garden? Or do I feel like now I'm going to go Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel it's almost yeah. as simple as like choosing what colours you're gonna wear. And how yes. that can like almost affect you yeah. in a way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like a very subconscious thing that you actually carry yeah. out. And just by doing yeah. that just yeah. a simple smell test will give you that not this one. You'll be like, Yes, I want that one rather. Yeah. yeah. It resonates. Don't just smoke weed the because weed there is meant to be smoke. Don't just grip it and blaze it because yeah. you're gonna you are going to come short and yeah. you're going to go sleep on the couch. Yeah. And that happens short. to people. <laughs> Conscious cannabis consumption, I yes. think it's called. Um, and I think that the more conscious we are about a cannabis consumption, the more that we can be responsible for the education of other people. So we hope that the next time you hear the indica and sativa terms that you actually whoop, 
No, hang on. I heard yeah, on the Hot Box show that yeah. those that's old school, it's old and school, um, so. and it's uh, not woke. <laughs> and, uh, it's blah blah. It's, it really it's just too is a, a really... old. It's too binary. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even PC. So indica and sativa yeah. out um, out the window. Let's talk terpenes, and uh, we certainly will always try and bring you uh, that kind of just little side nuggets of of information for your cannabis consumption. Can I interrupt you for a second? Yes. Before we hit Instagram. Yeah. Can we draw? Oh my glory! Oh my we nearly God. forgot again. <laughs> Last week we got as far as actually bringing the box downstairs from the office. It was in front. And then uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was right there. And then we forgot to draw. This is the draw for the raffle from D-Day. You know, I started saying it when I was talking about the Pandaland farmers because I we, spoke about our, <laughs> our raffle that we had on 420 and everybody who bought a ticket for our 420 party got a raffle ticket so they all went in here and I'm going to ask Dale to please pass this magnificent Stop the Cops box uh, over to Lorraine so that she can draw a ticket and we can decide who wins the hamper of Fields of Green goodies. And um, thank you once again to everybody who bought a raffle ticket for, and we've, we've put the deposit into um, the cannabis community's bank account, and that money is, has made its way to Ponderland. So we're very pleased that that has, has a really happy story. So Lorraine is making a big draw. She's got two draws to do tonight, because next up we have our Insta Your Gram competition. So, um, no, just that one. Uh, oh, I'm just having a little bit of, of a look on the screen there at some of the um, at some of the comments. Such a positive news tonight. Yeah, we tried to keep it positive because we weren't um, we weren't feeling very positive about putting after putting our submissions in tonight. So let's see who won. Okay, maybe it's even a member of the team because we were all here. <laughs> so this is Sue Ann. Bernard, okay. Um, and we had a random thing here for answer for a non-existent question. <laughs> yeah. so they, whoever, oh, Bernard Suan. Bernard Suan, we've got an email address here and we've got we've a got number. number yeah. So Ames will give um, Bernard a, a ring tomorrow and you will get your president by, your present. That's that dab. It's that clear stuff in that container there. <laughs> um, well done, Bernard, and yeah. thank you for supporting <laughs> us in 420. And so if we can have the Instagram um, uh, finalists up on screen, Lorraine is over in one of the green chairs and she's going to be having a look at all of the pictures that come up and choose us a winner, please. Okay. okay. There we go. Okay. Well, a crop of the morning. Hello, the Dean. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who's that? Marijuana is same. Oh, look. Hello, Andy and Dean. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole little box of... Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. Oh, that's the picture of the prize that they won. Yay. Yay, boost one at seven. Okay. And that is? Alien Plant Nation. Blue water. Blue water. Oh, Ooh. Tipsy nice. Cola. Wow, that does look like a Tipsy Cola. No wonder you had to have gloves on, Brew. It's Tipsy. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so those are the finalists. One, two, three. Wait, he, that's a picture of what he wants. No, yeah. oh, no. That's that one. Yeah, that's, that's what he wants. Special mentions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that one. Mm. That one. Uh, they won recently also. Okay. Yeah. The, the, the tipsy cola. Tipsy cola. Yeah. That one. That looks interesting, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Tipsy cola. Look at that. Oh, we've even got some more to oh, look that's at. That's a frosty bite. Wow. And what is it? I can't. Sorry, I can't see peanut that far. No, peanut butter. Peanut butter. of peanut butter breath to by the base dank. Mm. This is a silver bullet to the brain. This one, with, but without the bed bedway sedation. I'm a heavy indica lightweight, but this is one that one delivers the deep heat without. The complete zombie apocalypse I often get. So grateful this lucky this I'm so grateful for this lucky Fino and big love once again to the gent Bayes Dank for allowing me the opportunity. Mm -hmm. Bayes Dank is a grower slash breeder down in 
Portlesmouth, I think it is. Oh, in Portlesmouth, okay. And he likes more couch locky type, because when he says indica, he means things that really chill out. He doesn't want to So he should have said couch locky. Yeah. My scene terpenes. <laughs> hey? Instead of couch lucky <laughs> indica. I love that description though. It was really you good, know? it was nice. You, it's yeah. good to put those kind of descriptions on your book. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're busy writing up a few, a few <laughs> descriptions of what we've grown this year, and it's quite difficult, you know. Um, mm. there, you can get, you know, you can find out the strain that you've grown and who's the daddy and who's the mommy and who's all of that, but to actually. Um, consume the cannabis, whether you smoke the strain or you've made some dabs or, wh or whatever, and to actually put that into words. So well done for both your beautiful uh, photographs and also for that gorgeous description. Well done. Maybe you yeah. should be writing some content for us. Mm, yeah. We'll be yeah. in touch. And uh, please just drop us a DM uh, on Instagram, on the Hotbox Show ZA's Instagram, or otherwise you can get a hold of us via the website um, so that Amy can send you a prize ASAP. And Joe, what's happening this week? So the weekly calendar, uh, two events I want you to just have the heads up for that are coming up in the future. We want to save the date, 7th of August, for the second Cannabis Expo in Plettenberg Bay. Um, the winners of the um, Garden Root Cannabis Cup 2022 will be announced at the Prize Giving Awards on the Sunday, the 7th of August. Mm -hmm. So that weekend, keep it open for Plett. And then the 4th of June, Woodstock Cape Town, the Stoned Olympics, the mini mega stoner event is going to be coming back. It's the second year. Okay. I have the drugies. Give me a second. Uh, so where the, the Stoned Olympics, who or who's organizing that? Um, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Tickets are available on Quicket for that. Um, it's really cool Stoner Games. I did they have some amazing stoner games. games. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the second annual Home Growers Cup. So oh, nice that we're getting into the second round yeah. of all of these things. Yeah, no, I think that's really, really great. So, but it's only on the 4th of June, so maybe we'll have some more details. So those are coming on up, yeah. More, uh, more closely ahead, on Saturday the 14th of May, it's time for the next green session uh, infused at bowling. It's the, um, the Greenside's flagship Fresh and Healthy store on Bowling Avenue in Santon. It's a Fresh and Healthy infusion event. A broad selection of delicious plant-based dishes and the added infusion will be an infusion of your choice. So you get to decide what kind of infusion you're having. You don't, it doesn't get dictated to you and I find that oh. that's awesome. Oh, that is nice. That's yes. really, really thoughtful. Yeah. I sit down for this, there's no charge to attend. Simply oh. come and enjoy the diverse had, flavors. I had your Indian, Indian food infused there, and it was amazing. Look, I'm going. The chef knows what he's doing, and that's why he uh, kind yeah. of asks what kind of person, what kind of tolerance you have, and stuff. At least, you know. I have yes. already decided I am going. Oh, so it doesn't do just one big dish. That's yeah. whatever yeah, it does. It infuses, infuses it for so as per the yeah. It's good. Oh, it's like it's, good. it's like mild, yeah. medium, or hot, or super yeah, hot. Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. Then that yeah, really yeah. is a chef that knows what they're doing. Well done to the green side and support those who support Fields of Green for All because as we know the green side is one of our affiliate companies. They are indeed. And then once you've done with that and you've had a little bit of an afternoon nap, um, then you're going to head down to Mary Jane's Hacienda in Kensington. C4 returns from the ashes to bring you back your favourite intimate e evenings accompanied by nothing but the best, best techno. Doors open at 8pm, tickets are available on Howler. It's 80 online or 100 at the door. And then on Sunday, in KZN, join Kush Clinic at Dance Cafe on the 15th of May for a full day's edition of Kush Underground with live DJs, there's comedy, there's paraphernalia, there's smokables, there's edibles, there's food. Um, this is a North Coast road from 10 a.m. to late, 150 bucks per person. Unless you're a lady, you get in for free until 2 p.m. And then, of course, the most important event for all of us is that tomorrow is Ashal's birthday. It's Ashal's birthday. Happy birthday for tomorrow, Ashal. <laughs> I don't know, are we going to sing to him? That, I, hope that, <laughs> I hope that you're watching. Unfortunately, Ashal had to go back to Cape Town to another job, so, mm. so he couldn't stay to eat some of his cake. So we're having, we'll we're having chocolate um, brownies on your bath. Non-vegan cake on your behalf. Sorry, Charles, we couldn't even eat vegan cake for mm. for your birthday, but we're going to be chomping this um, mm. straight after I've given you the poll results. Now, if you happen to be distracted or you got too stoned from the first two puffs and you put your spliff down in the ashtray, 
Um, what happened is the whole spliff burnt out and you were left with a nice long sausage of ash. And everybody um, that voted in the poll, uh, thank you very much if you did that. 11% um, of people say that it wasn't rolled properly, which it could be. You know, sometimes you get those like slap chip <laughs> joints, you know, they just don't Start burn or they don't light or they burn out. The dacha is not cured well. Nobody thought that, that it was the dacha not curing well that made the whole thing burn out. It didn't just go out, it burnt out. The dacha is too dry, 89%. No, there's People an entourage think. effect there too, because if you're using red Rizzler... <laughs> <laughs> that adds a whole like that wasn't yeah. an option, shame. You're assuming no one is using red Rizzler. Yeah, we're just assuming. Well, yeah, that's a topic for a whole other show. Okay, episode 215 featuring the Rizla. joys of Red Riz. Um, <laughs> we won't go there. Um, short episode. So 89% of people think the duck is too dry, and 0% think that they're supposed to do that. So it's either not rolled properly or the duck is too dry. There. Or a combination of the two. Maybe. Or otherwise, it's near the end of the month, you broke, and you've made it mainly out of box of tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> and only puts a little bit. Too little weed in the, yeah. in the split. That'll do it. Anyway, Thank you, Charles, for our um, awesome random job. poll yeah. for tonight. Yes. I thought it was a particularly good one. And happy birthday to our darling Charles for tomorrow. We hope you have a fantastic day. And um, my name's Myrtle, and I'm signing off first tonight because I'm hoping that you're going to light one up for Jules. What do you say, Dale? No, you're right. More hash faster. More hash faster. Please stay safe and choose happy. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching.